Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mondo Neon Show, it's Max. I'm with Corey Miller. Thanks for joining. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Max. Uh, Corey, so you do a lot of documenting vintage neon signs. Um, a lot of different uh, elements to the work that you do, but essentially what, what got you photographing and you know, photographing neon? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of fell into it a little bit just because, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles area and which I know is, you know, kind of was born of car, car culture. And, you know, there's so many neon signs that still exist all over Southern California. And um, growing up here, I think I always paid attention to all that stuff. I, I was, I, I liked the kind of Americana of it all, like the old coffee shops and gas stations and things like that. And, but, you know, I didn't really think about taking, you know, photographs of, of the signs. I just, I guess you just kind of take it for granted. It's part of the landscape. And, and then I, but I do remember a moment about 11, 12 years ago where there was this one sign that I always liked in Alhambra, um, California. And I used mm-hmm. to drive by it all the time on the way of the freeway. And I always just liked it. And I kept going, you know, I should take a picture of that one day. And then one day it was just gone. And I think that kind of, you know, kicked me in the pants a little bit to, to start actually taking photographs of these things before they went away. So it started a little bit as just um, a way to document a lot of these signs that, you know, a lot of them from the forties and fifties and just a part of, you know, the, this vintage American culture that were just starting to disappear. And so it started a bit a little bit of a necessity feeling like, you know, someone's better take pictures of these. And then mm-hmm. over the past, you know, 10 years or so, um, I just, my, it grew into a bigger hobby. And then, um, I mean, I think I maybe have about over 1500 signed photos up on Instagram now and um, many, a thousand on Flickr. And, and it's this, I've seen over the past few years, this community grow in, in many ways. And it's been, um, it's turned into much more than a, uh, you know, a fun hobby. It's been, I've, I've been able to sell some photos and be featured in galleries and museums. And, and I've, I've been able to see that there's a, there's a little subculture out there of, of sign geeks that are really into this stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think when I first discovered your work, it was very primarily much just focused on trying to, uh, to just travel around. Like, it's not just LA that you're hitting up to. I mean, 10 years on Flickr. I mean, I'm most people don't even think about that now, but that was, I mean, this is, you know, pre IG, right? Like yeah. this isn't Instagram. This is like Instagram 1.0. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't, <laughs> and it, I didn't, it didn't hit me until, I mean, if people travel to your account, which we'll put links in the show notes, it's really um, just a, a powerful kind of, uh, you know, work, uh, body of work where it's like, you're not only thinking about like the best things to photograph, but you're clearly, you know, traveling around places to places, do you have kind of in your head, like, I'm going to hit this sign up or how, how did you back in the day, like take us through, you know, what was your process to, to, to go out there in the wild and try and like, you know, take some photos of these things. Was it as easy as it is now? Oh no, it was um, much, much different world, so to speak. It almost feels like, a, you know, an eons ago, but um, 10 years ago, you know, there, obviously there's internet, but there weren't many, um, you know, besides Flickr, there weren't a lot of, of places to look at photos and, and when I started doing them, I didn't, I saw maybe a couple people that had posted photos on Flickr, but um, I just started posting them. And then I started finding people that were liking them. And then, then I, 
you know, some other people started their accounts after, after mine and we started sharing things together. People were saying, hey, I always liked science, but I didn't really think of doing this. And that was kind of what I was, you know, um, the point that I was at too, where once people started finding this, the, the community started growing. And what I, I kind of wanted to do, a, a little public service in, in the fact of every time I put uh, a photo there, if I knew any of the history of the photo, I mean, of the sign or the, the location, I would try to put that up. I would do a little research online. I would put the address of, of the location. And and then that, you know, I wanted to help steer people towards grabbing that sign if they also wanted to take a photo. And um, I guess the, the simplest way I started going around was just driving. I would, um, I also had a, my older son was, was young at the time. And um, a lot of times he would just drive around, I would drive around to get him to sleep. And so I would just drive around with my camera. He'd sleep, fall asleep in the back. I'd pull over and shoot out the window. You know, there's a lot of different ways. And then I ended up getting some um, actual physical maps, which is crazy to think of nowadays. But uh, I'd go to the auto club, get maps of the local areas in Los Angeles, and I would drive up and down these main thoroughfares, and then I'd highlight the streets that I hit. So I was literally going up and down every main street all over, you know, this first the San Gabriel Valley, uh, which is, you know, in the Pasadena area. Then I would stretch down to the South Bay, and I would do it all by region, and then just shoot everything I could find. And so um, a lot of it was built up, and there's just so many in this area that it took a you know it took quite a while and but I, I i was i was building up quite of a quite a bit of a a portfolio so to speak and you know trying to then categorize these things and um and post them i think i started as you know it, i evolved as a photographer in many ways due to this because i didn't know a lot about you know i liked taking photos i didn't know a lot about composition and this and that but so first i i started just maybe documenting them and then i started you know kind of having fun with filters and and being a little bit more artistic with it. And then now I've kind of joined the two over these years and, and I like to kind of put my own little spin on, on signs and, you know, some you can only do so much with, but I do, uh, I do feel like it turned into like more of a artistic um, expression for me af after um, doing so many of them. Yeah. And I do see the same thing. Like when, when I look at your sort of a regular IG account, which is focused on vintage signs, but then you also have an account on Instagram called square snaps, which is pretty fun. It's kind of like, your complete artistic sort of uh, takeover from what you just mentioned, where yeah. you kind of join forces with all the filters and all the cropping. And it, it's crazy because it really does like put it in a completely different light. I mean, most people either they don't like it, they, Hey, it has to be photo this way. It has to have natural light. But mm -hmm. I like the fact that you're taking liberties, like not only just having fun with it, but this is just, you know, much more of a kind of a creative take on what people normally see in the space. Whereas most people would just do, and then there are two camps that you know I, I see on online where, you know, there's certain people who just want to only take the photo of it. I was there, I got it. I okay, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And other people will take much more of like a, a curated approach where like they're doing different things with like um, you know digital media, different um, you know programs, which is really cool because just kind of gives it this almost like airbrush look, yep. but uh, you know like almost like the day it was like rolled out, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. instead of there are people like really enjoy like all the rust and all the enamel falling off and all the like the broken pieces <laughs> dangling from the side i mean there's something unique about both both places but you dabble in both it seems like well yeah and, and that that's, comes back to something that interesting you bring it up because there was a i kind of decided along the way that i think everyone needed their own approach just like you know you 
to make what is your what makes your stuff stand out than other from other people and there are people that primarily shoot neon signs at night you know naturally they like it more because it's glowing and it's doing all the stuff but i always took it from the perspective of i like to see the 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 rust and the grime and the you know the weathering um it adds a different kind of you know feeling to it in my in my mind so i never really take them at night i mean if i see one i'll take it but the ones i post are, are almost always in the daytime and um you know, I learned to try to hit the right side with the, with the sun and, you know, do some effects on it. But there are people that at first would just say, you know, oh, some people just document it. They take wide shots of the whole entire property and it's just to document it. But then I, as I started to kind of create like a perspective on them, I did um, alter that. And then, so that's my main um, Instagram account is Too Much Fire. And then, yeah, Square Snaps was kind of an offshoot because I wanted Too Much Fire to be, it's primarily, it's only signs just for, so any, any, it's, it's, there's nothing else. There's no other filler. There's nothing else. Square snaps is, is me cutting loose a little bit and just, you know, experimenting with colors and minimalist photography. And, and, and uh, it's, it's given another little, little outlet that's been fun, but yeah, I definitely have seen over the years, people that have commented on the photos and people I've communicated with, you know, a lot of people, they do their own um, versions of it. And that's great. I like that one sign can kind of, you know, evoke a lot of different responses. I, I like to, pretend in a lot of mine that there's no other environment around but the sign and just, you know, um, and just kind of concentrate on, on that, but it's different. It's fun to see different one, everyone approach it in a different way. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, how are there other like influences that you have? Like what other, like maybe non photographic influence that you have, you, know, you talk about like your, your world of writing, like were you I kind of always inclined to take a photo of something or cause it sounds like you're kind of self-taught at some point. Like it's just, you brought all this stuff on and maybe I don't know enough about you, but, um, but yeah, is there other things that you think about when you kind of go out there and shoot photos? Um, I don't know. I mean, there, I definitely have loved movies and, and television my whole life. And I, I, I see some of the cinematic value and they kind of, I read into a lot of the science cause sometimes Look, some of the signs are just gorgeous and, and you just present them the way they are. Other ones, they have power lines by them and, and birds sitting on them and stuff. And it it, it can definitely um, evoke kind of sadness to it, I guess. And uh, a lot of times mm -hmm. I go for the cinematic look if I can um, in, in some of my other unique shots. Because I mean, a lot of things I, <laughs> I definitely think about are influenced by movies. And um, I am a screenwriter and, um, you know, I've kept that as my day job. Um, but... Um, you know, I've always loved photography and, and just, uh, I don't know, it, you know, just how it evokes different feelings um, where they're at. Sometimes I feel, I feel like the signs kind of bring up this feeling of nostalgia. You know, sometimes they, they feel sad or filled with despair because it looks like things that have kind of faded from grace over the years, you know. Um, and so there's, you know, there's a lot behind them. A lot of, especially when you actually go to these places you know, they're not usually in the best areas of town anymore. They used to be. So there's a, there's a lot going on in these environments. You know, there's, there are plenty of times where I, I call them drive by shootings where I don't even get out of my car because I, I'm feel like I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's funny because like, I've also heard of like um, directors and uh, filmmakers who will um, specifically take on old signs to create that look. Mm -hmm. Like they call it like, I guess you go like urban blight. Whereas we've had on the show, multiple people talk about, this sort of downgrade effect that happened in neon where like many times over it was sort of like the plastics kind of coming in mm -hmm. in the seventies. 
And then for whatever reason, it led to sort of this kind of like, um, I guess you could say like association with, 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 you know, with crime and, uh, you yeah. know, like, uh, like we talked about, um, urban de-evolvement and stuff like that, where I think the adventure comes into play and people realize that, you know, there are crossroads, you know, these were roads that led to another place and that you had to kind of create enough of, uh, you know, action or tension going on for people to actually even stop their car, even want to come into these places. So mm-hmm. I don't really, yeah, it's funny, like even this high concept of what neon is now, back in the day, like, especially during those times, I think people kind of stood around and just, you know, couldn't really rally behind it because they couldn't understand it. So they just kind of got rid of it and, you know, switched it to something else. I think it's just common, you know, uh, human nature to want to just, you know, Oh, it doesn't work anymore. Okay. Let's just put this in its place, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and I think it's touched a lot of people though, especially with movies, like with that much, you know, acclaim and, and that much favorable, you know, uh, integrity in terms, in terms of, you know, having enough people kind of go and see this thing, you know, through decades and decades of neon being, you know, in the background, it's kind of given a lot of, um, you know, I guess, historical preservation, even if we don't have the photography, people are somewhat acquainted with it, right? Like even like they've masterfully been able to go back and like trace the steps between this sign and this movie, which I think is really cool. Like different movies have different identities and, um, you know, tendencies to remember a sign a certain way, like where, you know, um, might be related to a certain moment in the film. But I think it does define a certain intrigue, um, especially where, uh, you know, you start you take certain photos of something and it just kind of state, you know, the sign might go away, but I mean, the movie lives on. I think film and neon you know, is another area too where they can kind of uh, work off each other. But how do you? Yeah, how do you know when an image doesn't work or, or when when an image is good? Do you kind of have like a, a set number you go to, or just go, hey, I'm going to shoot as many as I can a day, or how does that work? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really is a case by case basis. I mean, there are times where I'll go out and uh, yeah, I go out with a buddy of mine, and you know, for instance, we went to San Jose, California, a few months ago, and we had it all mapped out, and we had about we did about 40 plus signs in a day and that that was all due to the current technology which is we can look up i'll give i'll give your listeners some of the tips that i i've kind of gathered to to be able to do this efficiently because a lot of times you don't have a lot of time when you go to a place to to shoot a lot and i'm i feel a little bit um ocd when it comes to this sometimes i feel like if i'm going to hit a city I, i don't want to miss a sign because I might never be there again. And then the sign might be gone next time, you know, if I ever do come back. So I, I feel this pressure in a way. And so there are definitely times that, you know, I'll, sh- I'll try to shoot it from every angle at the time. And, and I'll do some with a, a nice SLR camera as well as my phone, because sometimes you just get different perspectives on those. And, and, you know, a lot of times I think a lot of these phone apps that are out now, and I can also recommend some of those, um, they're doing amazing you know, you can do amazing things with these phone apps now. And so I'll always give myself an array of things to choose from. And then I don't know, sometimes I just scroll through and this one just speaks to me. And there are times that I would, at first I would only, I would only publish or or post one photo of a sign. Um, But then I started to open up more to, you know, no, this is a good angle too. Or I really like getting in really close with, you know, with a nice zoom lens. Um, but it, it really just, the sign just dictates what it is. There are some that are really hard to shoot. 
there are some that the best ones that I, I love the most are the ones that have pure blue sky around them. I just like the way the signs pop behind them. Um, but you know, it just really depends. I, I love things I'm drawn to it, uh, the typography and, you know, the, like we're talking about too, the broken neon tube sometimes add more flavor to it. And, and, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely have a, um, case by case basis. I think each, each sign kind of wants its own environment and its own, you know, color textures. And sometimes you just want to feature the sign without much filtering and, and, uh, you know, a lot of, um, alterations. I don't really change the sign or anything like that, but you know, I'll change the sky. Sometimes you don't have a very cooperative, um, day, you know, <laughs> you get there and there's a day I went to Austin and I was excited to shoot some there and it was just the worst you know, kind of, you know, gray cloud, cloudy skies, um, where it just kind of washes everything out. So I'll still shoot them and then I'll rely on my filters, you know, and my apps more to kind of pull some stuff out but they're the best you know kind of environment for me is a nice either a nice blue sky day where everything is just crisp and you can really shoot that sign and um without anything behind it or you get some nice puffy clouds like albuquerque has a lot you know a lot of new mexican route 66 towns have a lot of great puffy clouds adds a lot of drama behind it there's a lot of um you know it's what i think is interesting too is that you'll never it usually will never be the same um, from day to day, you always get different skies, different, you know, backgrounds, different things like that. So I feel like, um, sometimes I'll repeat, I'll return to different signs, the ones I really love. I'll get them in different types of weather, you know, different types of sky circumstances. And there are definitely ones that I've, I've shot three or four times at, you know, different times of the year. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. There's kind of like, um, I guess you say just, to, just, you know, generational type moments where it's like, okay, I did this once I can come back to it again. It doesn't really hurt for me to kind of see if I can do it better the next time too. Yeah, right. You know, most of, and also too, most of your photos are in the style of like old vintage neon. Why, is there a reason why you chose this period of sign making versus say, and you know, not like it's easier just to go out and get whatever particular, you know, year of sign, but mm -hmm. um, was there something about those signs that kind of hit, hit home for you? Um. No, I mean, I just, I mean, that was the the prime time. And I think the forties and fifties, right. Are the prime time for the kind that I just think have a special style to them. It's such artistry and, and you can feel like people really cared. And I think that this is kind of a theme, I guess I go back to in a lot of things, which is that, you know, the craftsmanship in those days, um, you know, imagine still you have, you know, 50 years later, you know, are still there, still surviving, still in the city, still look amazing. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that artistry. You know, a lot of these places that have since been torn down after I've shot the sign, they've gotten, sometimes the buildings go down first, the sign still lasts. And then sometimes the sign's suddenly gone and it's re always replaced by some really boring, you know, Walgreens or some CVS or something. And it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of depressing because there's so much sameness going up all over America. And I've, I've traveled a lot. And I, you know, I shoot all these, all the signs I can get. And I, I keep noticing the same thing where a lot of times you feel like you could just be popped down in the middle of the country and you have no idea what state you're in because everything looks the same. And yeah, uh, I miss right. that about these old signs that really, you know, people, people wanted to spend the money to light the signs and pay the electricity bill because it was, it made them proud to have, own a business and made it proud that people came into the business because of their amazing sign. And, you know, now, nowadays it's really hard to find anything with the same kind of flavor or, or just, um, uniqueness, I guess. Yeah. And it's a distinguished factor, I think, between some of the signs that were out there too, the certain businesses that don't have them. I mean, there's a stark difference, but also, you know, with the sign saving going on, do you ever get to the, like, 
um, museums out on the West Coast at all? Like the ones that yes. have all the collections? Um, yes. Um, besides, I mean, the first one I had ever been to was the Las Vegas, you know, the Boneyard, um, mm-hmm. which which is wonderful. I've been there three times now, and um, every time there's always, you know, there's so many. If in, anyone listening, you know, that loves neon, make sure you hit that. That's that's a mecca for sure. Um, there's also a great the Museum of Neon Art in Glendale, out here in LA. That um, I actually had a I had a show there with, with some. I'll tell you about this group I'm involved with. Um, we had a, a show there. We had to post. We had to um, hang some of our photos there and have a little gallery showing. And they're amazing. The, they um, have have you know many galleries, um, different exhibits rather that come through and and. Uh, they have done a wonderful job as well as Valley Relics Museum out here. They've been saving a lot of these signs that have gone up, um, that have been taken down. Um, I feel like more nowadays than ever, as soon as, you know, now with social media, whenever something is in danger, a sign is being endangered, that people will spread the word and, and now people have come out to save them. So I'm uh, very happy about that because you'd be amazed, you'd be you know saddened how many of the photos, you know, how many of the signs, you know, the things I've, I've shot over the years are gone already. I'm always, um, you know, amazed that just in the past 10 years, how many have disappeared. Yeah. We t- on, uh, talked to the Las Vegas museum too. And one of the things that they made comments about commentary on was, you know, they would love to take them all, you know, that there was, there was a point where they kind of just acknowledged on the, on the show that like, there just wasn't going to be enough room. Um, and that they are expanding. They did. Um, but they said that, you know, if anything, please let us know, you know, what's going away and, and, you know, tip us off because yeah, we, we, we obviously want to know what, what's out there. And so we can kind of, you know, take as much of it in as we can, uh, mm-hmm. as feasible. So yeah, you're right. I mean, there is this period of time where maybe back in the day, you know, no one really knew who to call. So it just ended up in the, in the scrapyard. Um, right. And there's, I understand that there's costs involved, you know, there's, they're the owner of the property. It takes something, but a lot of times people will remove these for free um, to just make sure that it's preserved somewhere. I mean, I'm, I'm back and forth on this issue, but there are some signs in, in this area that I loved that, you know, the, the business went under you know, the bowling alleys, whatnot, and people will repurpose the sign. And so where I'm, whereas I'm happy that, you know, it's still standing the, the way it gets bastardized a little bit almost makes me more sad than if it was just removed and put somewhere <laughs> in a museum, right. you know, it's, it's true. I've heard, I've heard from different people, like, you know, there's a very strong tone of, you know, if you're going to update it, just do what you can to keep it the same, you know, obviously replace the neon, yeah. um, you know, as far as the housings and stuff like that, that's fine. Just, you know, don't, don't repaint the whole thing and Mm-mm. don't, you know, don't cut a piece of it off and add something else onto it. I mean, there's different camps of thinking, right? Like I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that. I think it's just whoever obviously is going to do what they need to do, but yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, you're right. There, there are certain liberties that I think you know are, are are comfortable taking. I think obviously just getting the neon back to what it used to look like is is a great one because you know, and that's the most important element on it, as opposed to even the paint being important too. Just right having the, the detail at least up there so it can function as once as it was used to do. And then, and then yeah, I mean, you can obviously restore different pieces of it as as you remember it, or our eyes at least we we know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then also too. Uh, just thinking about, you know, what some, to anybody else that wants to go out there and photograph neon too, because you've done so much of it. Is there, is there some tips that you want to give to somebody who's never done this before that wants to go out there and, and take their first you know, photos? Sure. I mean, I, I you know, I've, I've kind of got some, my, 
I'm a, I get organized about this stuff because I feel like, you know, that's my way of kind of, I can tell what I've shot, what I want to shot, what I want to shoot. So there, you know, if I, I would start, you know, start local wherever you are, you're going to, you know, you're going to find that there's, there's signs around you and in, in your area. And, and, you know, because there's so many people that end up photographing signs, some that aren't even sign lovers, but they just, you know, shoot stuff in their own communities. Um, once you start, once you kind of, kind of covered your own area, you start branching out when you go, you know, go further and further out. And uh, if there's any cities that you are traveling to and you want to shoot some, uh, I always do my research beforehand. And not only do I, there's a, a uh, an amazing resource, a woman named Deborah Jane Seltzer. Um, you can look her up online. She has a website that and basically, you know, she has traveled all over the 50 states, I believe. And she has documented them by state and by city. So you can start there, look at some of the ones she has documented, um, start with that list. Um, you'll have to search up the addresses uh, by yourself. But I also, a lot of times, will just go on Flickr and type in the city and just neon and then to try to call all the ones out of that. And then, um, you know, then I, then from there, I would just make a list of all the ones that are in that area. And then um, if you can be efficient, you know, once you look up the addresses, kind of tackle them by groups and you'll be able to shoot a lot more than you think in a small period of time. But um, I definitely think if you, you know, kind of start in your area and then work outwards, it uh, it's, it's also an excuse to just get out there, be on the road. And, um, you know, now whenever I travel anywhere, I'll always, you know, make a point to, to just uh, do my research, get the, get the stuff down and, and uh, shoot everything I can. And then, um, but also I, I keep lists on my phone in the notes app where as I look through other people, you know, I follow a lot of other people that, that shoot signs and, and, you know, just start following a lot of people and getting inspiration, you know, um, be inspired by not only people's, you know, styles and, but also um, get inspired by, you know, how much they are documenting in their own areas. Um, but the, they're ones that I've never seen before that I, I can't wait to film or to shoot someday. So I'll, I'll write down those in, in my, in my notes app, you know, they're also listed by, by state. So if I ever go there, I know there's ones I want to hit, but um, you know, it's, it's hard to just kind of wander around and find stuff. But once I get all the ones that I are on my list, then I just start roaming and there, there'll always be some that no one's shot before, you know, try to find the one that, that uh, is kind of hidden from the public or, that uh, people don't really do. There's some signs out there. I'm sure you've seen that everyone's got a picture of that one, you know, but um, occasionally I'll find one. I feel like I haven't seen before, which is really exciting. Yeah, too. And I also think like what you just said, I mean, some of the, it's funny. I just took like a look at the flicker and for fun, I just was like, you know, visually, what are the, what are the, what are people mostly responding to? And you're right. I mean, there's very popular ones that you have shot, but I think they're great photos. They've, they've kind of, uh, you know, out of the thousands and thousands of photos you've taken, um, I picked out a few just because I thought they were fun. Uh, so yeah, obviously, everyone knows Circus Liquor in North Hollywood, <laughs> California. Um, I just like your version of that. Yeah, thanks. And then also, um, a couple of the top ones that came onto the the list were Jack and Jill Lanes in Fork, Utah. Mm -hmm. oh, that was a great one. Uh, and then Felix Chevrolet. Oh, yeah. Is um, well, and that's what brings up another issue, too, which is that a lot of the signs like that Felix Chevrolet you know, that was that I was able to capture that when it was, you know, pre LED because it's been converted to LED. And, mm. uh, and so it was so much better looking when it, you know, when it had neon tubes and it had, 
some, you know, rust and scratches on it. Now it's, you know, it got, it got restored, which is great, but the LED creates a whole nother look to it, especially at night. It's really bright. Um, I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of neon is either removed, unfortunately, or then now we're getting, we're seeing a lot of LED replacements, which, um, you know, again, okay, now the sign still exists. That's good. You're repurposing it, but it's starting to lose a little bit of its vintage luster. <laughs> Right. And I just, I love the comments because everyone was responding to that, 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 oh, that change, but that, you know, the, the comments are funny, like, oh, fantastic. I want that sign. Amazing vintage sign. Um, nicely captured, uh, you know, great coloring. So cool. I mean, th these are the comments that people are making. One of the greatest dealer marquees, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, they just, they remember like nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, uh, you know, somebody was commenting on the processing, you know, it's a classic sign. Uh, and then somebody just mentioned, I like this one nice take on Felix, poor guy. He needs some touch up, you know, <laughs> Yeah. but you know, there's somebody obviously who wants to see it, you know, completely restored, but you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's a great way to kind of segue into what you said is that, you know, if you do take a photo and, and you, you're posting it, you know, people are, are able to, you know, respond and, and give you feedback. And I think that's one of the most powerful things you have going is that, you know, you've got this great. A group of people who are, are really getting you know involved and want to know more and and you know you're just you know you're getting a lot of information out there about neon so i think it's great for the community and you know especially towards your work i've really seen it take off so um but you know it, so, yeah. it brings up something that you made me think of which is that you know um there are a few times where i've i've uh just for fun tried to sell some photos at little craft fairs and things like that at you know flea market and um it was interesting that the take one big takeaway from it was that the ones that sold were the ones that people had a personal connection to. It wasn't as much as, Oh, what an artistic photograph. That's wonderful. It really was, Oh, I'd love the sign. Oh, I grew up by this sign. You know, the, people are really attached to this and they don't always realize it until it's gone. And um, it's, I, I do feel like that it comes back to again a lot of nostalgic feelings about where you grew up or something you pass by in the car every day that you just take for granted you know yeah they are significant visual moments i mean especially when you're that impressionable or you have you know just a, a recollection of what it was when you once were there um mm -hmm. you know i think that uh i hope that neon continues to uh you know make people interested in, in what it is that they're you know obviously looking at as opposed to just hey there's this thing that's you know on the outside of the building um, no, it was there, you know, someone decided to put it there. And then, mm -hmm. you know, part of that story is you going inside of there and, you know, engaging with whatever, you know, type of business it was, um, you know, cause for a long time it was sort of business related. Now neon is, um, finding itself in, in galleries and, um, personal homes and stuff like that, which I think is great. Um, but, uh, you know, giving, uh, yeah, it just, it's just nice to be able to share that. What, in uh, kind of wrapping up here, what, what do you? What's the thing you're most hoping to uh, kind of accomplish here coming up, or anything you're working on? Um, no, I mean I just continue to try to travel as much as I can and keep building the, you know, portfolio and just you know. And if you go on my Flickr site, which is um, also too much fire, um, if you you know, there's a, a list of albums, photo albums there, and I, I basically organize them by you know uh, different regions of Los Angeles. And then widening out to different areas in California, which, you know, I'm obviously mostly in California, but then I also have them, you know, per state. So there's other states. I don't have tons in every state, but I keep building and building. And my, I don't know, my goal is just to keep traveling and shooting as much as possible. And, and uh, 
and, and you know, enjoying this community that I found myself in. And um, speaking of which, if you, anyone out there listening, if you haven't checked out Science United, it's a, it's a wonderful group on, which is, has a Facebook page. And um, this started with many, many people that I had met on Flickr that migrated um, and also, you know, added to their repertoire, added, um, started at posting photos to Instagram. You know, we've, we formed this really fun community in there. We actually have, you know, signed trips that we've gone. Um, you know, I did one in Reno where I, I probably about 15 people from around the country and one from Canada. We all met in Reno, Nevada, which, you know, there are certain cities that are signed meccas. That's, that really was one. It's, it's losing, they're fading fast. They've lost uh, maybe six or seven great signs in the past year. But, um, if you um, check out Signs United, it's a wonderful group of just really nice people. And we, um, you know, open arms to, to sign lovers and you'll find a fun community. We post about, you know, different, <clears throat> different signs, you know, just that we, we love, but also different, um, different articles that related to restoration projects. And, and uh, so that's one way, you know, people can kind of find that community because you might realize that, Oh, I'm not the only one that does this. You know, it's nice to know there's a, are people out there like-minded individuals that are you know kind of after the same goals yeah they, that's great i'm really glad you got that out there because a lot of people really wonder how they can uh yeah i mean just getting more involved i think it's a great way to to just keep the conversation going you know after something you just really genuinely love to do which mm-hmm. is you know uh, and check out neon um cory i really want to say thanks for being on the show i really appreciate you coming on it was my really pleasure thank you time. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.